You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. Welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp, aka whatever this is when you talk to me and see what I'm going See what the updates are with the company. See what the updates are with life. And as always, I got my man Vinny. What's up, Vinny? What's up? Comeback series, dude. Comeback series, baby. Comeback series. Dude, it's crazy because it should not freaking be a comeback. Like it, I had everything. I had everything ready to roll, and then this acquisition blown up in my face with this guy that now he's taking everything in his power to freaking try to destroy me. Um, has been has been tough, but. Elaborate on that, dude, because that is a that's a you think things are going really well and then life punches you in the face, dude. The ups and downs, like when people like I don't think people realize like hourly what I go through. Um, and that it is what it is, but like you know, I asked for this, like I was with a like I was on a, a mastermind call with Andy Elliott the other night, and he was like, I should freaking read these notes because it's incredible, but he was like, dude, don't don't complain, don't bitch about it. Like you ask for this by being an entrepreneur. Now, mm-hmm. I didn't ask for this guy to destroy me or try to destroy me. He's not going to, but like I asked for this life. So I hope no one takes it out there that I'm complaining or bitching about anything because I'm really not. I'm just, I just want you guys to know like what I go through, what it's like to go through because like, you know, you can get through it. The mental side of this game is, is the hardest game to play. Like the money side and how to get through it and things like that is, I shouldn't say easy, but the mental side of this is 10 times harder. And the ups and the downs of this transaction were horrible, like were just hell. Like, you know, we got the deal to, to have this transaction go through. There was the APA, everything that goes on the contract. And we gamed everything. Like I had signed APA. Like this is an asset purchase agreement. Like this is a con. It's not an LOI. It's an APA. Like this, this was going to happen. It was announced to the country, announced to the world, announced to everybody. Announced to oh, employees. it was announced. Like, oh, it was announced all over the freaking news. Like, it was like this acquisition was going through. And I fully wholeheartedly believe this individual didn't and had zero intention to ever seeing this transaction go through because he stopped it um, like one or two days before the, the, the what do you call it? I'm losing my mind. The uh, due diligence phase, the due diligence period. And, but we gamed everything. I mean, we had three months. So for three months, we were gaming everything about how the transaction is going to go and, you know, the inventory situations and this and that and the other and the property, there was everything. And we were going to walk away with a lot of money. Uh, well, maybe not a lot of money. We we're going to walk away with money. Yeah. And yeah, dude, it just blew up in our face. And that's been mentally trying. And then all of a sudden, it seems like sales had just freaking fell flat on their ass and just stopped. And I, uh, we found out that there's been some hacking involved and a lot of, you know, malicious crim- kind of criminal activity going on on our website and around in the industry. And like, it's an all out war that's been declared on us for, for no freaking reason. Like, I don't understand why, um, but I didn't do anything to anybody. I mean, I talked to this individual with so much respect, sold how good he is of a person to our, our employees because, you know, that's uh, always a thing when you sell a company and you know change of ownership and everything like that. But he showed us her true colors. He has not changed. He's the same person as he's always been, which is not a good person. 
And, you know, it's been an all-out war. We had an employee hack into the website uh, and change a lot of pricing and then gibberish and about us and Jeez. change a lot of the URLs and links to different people. And then we found out, like, leads weren't going. Or it's, it's just freaking been, like, one thing after another. Like, you just you wake up, think that you solved the problem, boom, got hit with another problem, another problem, another problem, another problem, another problem. Um, employees walking out, my regional guy quit on us. Like, there's just another problem. another, And so... It's really hard it's because soft. you have these Oregon stores and then you have these Utah stores um, and how well, you know, the Utah stores are doing, but how not well the Oregon stores are doing. And, and obviously it's because, you know, Utah's close. It's, it's easier to manage. But then also we were kind of like phasing out the Oregon stores about to you know, go through this acquisition. So now we're having to redo everything, um, try to still find a buyer, but then also still try to find, you know, try to sell and try to keep everybody and try to make sure everybody's happy. Um, there, but this emotional roller coaster of every single day, you're going to make it, not going to make it, going to make it, not going to make it. And then, you know, in the morning, Hey, you're going to make it by afternoon. Hey, we're not going to make it like every single day is just, it's a battle, but you know, that mental, that mental fortitude or whatever you want to call it is the most important thing of the battle that, you know, I'm going through and, you know, our team's going through, like, it's not just me. Like it's, it's an entire staff. Like it's an entire team, but everything that knows what's going on. Um, so it's hard on them. Like I'm watching people just struggle. Like I, I hate that. Like I, I hate that. And in hindsight, you know, we should have done some things a little bit differently when it comes to the transactions or it comes to the selling of those dealerships and pivoted and done a little things a little bit differently. Um, but you know, hindsight's 2020 and it's, you know, we're going to change what we do going forward. Um, but I'm just, I just feel so bad for those guys. And it's hard because like you come off, we just had a good RV show, this last RV show. Um, energy was high, really, really cool with the employees. Um, like just great, but like, it was not the numbers that we thought the, the volume or like the number of people were way down, like way, way down. And so we only had so many, you know, at bats so that we could, you know, possibly hit. Now I think the team team did really, really well. Um, we sold a little bit less this year than we did last year, but we we actually made more money this year than we did last year, which... Hey. Why is that? Um, I think it's just because of we had good inventory, new inventory, and it's just, it's a mindset thing when you have when you have to give things away or don't have to give things away um, through all of that. So, yeah. And we, we just have a really good team. Um, unfortunately, no one won the Rolex, which is... We're going to have to figure something out. sucks. Yeah, I got to figure something out with that, but they were all really, really bummed. But at the end of the day, like it wasn't a lack of effort like these guys did everything they could everything they could i mean i was out there i, I went bell to bell every single day you know every single day 12 hours a day for four days in a row bell to bell and then we hauled freaking 79 trailers back to our dealership on sunday night um that it was bell to bell it's a it's it the whole rv show is pretty wild and you know, thank God, you know, super grateful for my wife because she, you know, newborn baby is not even a week old and I'm at the RV show for 12 hours and, and shout out to my family too, because they helped her and her family. Um, but they, they, they did everything they could. I mean, my brother-in-law sold with us for the first time, just, just hired him as kind of a temp for the show. He, he freaking balled out, sold a couple of units, which is pretty super oh, heck pretty yeah. cool. That's yeah. yeah. And now he's, he, he trying to get him to recruit him to come sell for us cause he did such a good job. Um, but I mean, he, like it was just, it was tough. It was a tough show. This market's hard right now. Um, but you can either kind of lay down and play a lot of defense, you know, or crawl under the table and wait for it to be over. But 
like, we got to play offense, right? Like we got to, you have to, we have to make some things happen. And in, if it is to be, it's up to me. Right? 100%. And it is, it is going to be kind of interesting coming up too. Um, I mean, as far as like, it is crazy to me, the fact that someone can announce that, that you're going to like, Hey, make it all public and do all these things. And then it's just like, it's a bloodbath out there. Bro, He made it public before we ever even had a deal. Like, and, and that's what to me is, I, I'm kind of curious as far as what's going to come out of that because I'm like, there's got to be some like legal stuff, right? Oh, oh there because has it's to like, be. how can you do that and like, just oh, dude, our shadiness. employees knew before I knew, right? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, you talk to people and you, you know, people throw you an offer and it's okay. Well, like, send us an LOI, get serious, and let's see what happens. Dude, we didn't even have an LOI, and he's already calling the manufacturers and telling our employees. Oh, wow. And so I did not get the opportunity to go up there and then and tell them what was going on before. And talk about culture, dude, it blew the whole thing, freaking thing apart. And, you know, I had employees literally walk out. Dank. And that's not on anybody but me. I mean, it's only a whole lot I can control. I can't control a person for being an idiot, but, you know, and announcing things. But that, that sucks, dude. I freaking let everybody down, and it, and it sucks because I did not want to do it like that. Yeah. I did not want to not be there i wanted to be there in person um and and just and just do that so that yeah there's got to be something but do you pick your battles man like i gotta just figure out this acquisition and then i can go back and look at you know stuff with our attorneys because every attorney i've talked to definitely says that i have some grounds for something there there has to be and the thing is is even going back to like as far as that struggle of entrepreneurship and this is even something that I've always like started to shift along the way, which is you want the results, but are you really ready to sign up for the work that's going to take there? And I think that exactly. goes with any industry, right? Exactly. So RV industry, like for example, someone like, Hey, I want to get in the RV industry, but you didn't even know getting in. And even right. now you talk about how back in 2018, you know, Forbes has it as far as one of the most complex businesses to run. Right. You knowing that beforehand, you're like, uh, maybe I would have done it a little bit differently. <laughs> well, dude, dude, you don't know what you don't know, right? And it's yeah. like we jumped off the cliff with childlike blind faith that we could make it happen because my family's owned a million different businesses. Now, mm -hmm. the RV industry is freaking crazy. Like, I, I was pretty negative for a while because I don't understand how you freaking make money. Dude, I could make $10 million in a year on my bottom line and freaking be upside down millions in cash. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. Like, if, other, like if I freaking owned a restaurant and or something and i made 10 million dollars on my bottom line i'm probably freaking have a bank bank account full of money in the rb industry no you don't have no money like it's it, I, I'm like so i'm like how do these freaking but yeah but it's years it, rb industry is a long game it is years and years and years of stacking away and banking away cash and banking away cash and banking away cash to be able to have that like that lifestyle and like i always tell people like i'm well, used to be i'm the, like the richest broke person you ever met because cash flow in our industry is yeah. so important it's so difficult like seriously like 10 million dollars in the bottom line by the end of the you pay taxes and all the other bs and then everything that you have to do with the cash you are literally upside down cash that doesn't make any sense so <laughs> i talked to a lot of other people like my, my you know i had a, a person on this podcast that makes about 25 million dollars you know you can say ebitda a year and I'm, I'm talking to him after the podcast and you were there and he's dying. Like, doesn't know why I'm in this. Like, as like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, how can you not go buy 
a, a Lambo or how can you not go buy this or go buy that or go fly here and go fly there? And I'm like, well, dude, it doesn't work like that in our industry because the banking's, you know, the banking system in our industry is so tight that you can't really show write-offs. You can't show any tax mitigations. You can't depreciate. Like it just, your, your oh, financials actually have to look yeah. super, super sexy, yeah. which, you know, then you pay taxes and then your cash is in different areas. And then you like, you know, it's freaking nuts. And yeah. so, you know, this cash flow game is, you know, there's dealerships that go out of business all the time that make a lot of money. You can make millions of dollars a year and go out of business. Wow. It's kind of crazy though, because there is like, I mean, and even going back, I think it is an important lesson for anybody getting into business, entrepreneurship, whatever you're going to, like actually do some digging what that journey looks like versus just be like, hey, that looks cool. I want that end result. Right. Because once there's been things that I've like researched that I'm like, oh, that actually looks cool. And I research it. I'm like, oh, am I really ready to say yeah, you go talk that? to those people that are in it? They're like, hey, stay out. Like maybe not. Right. But in the aspect, and I'm just kind of curious, this came up. So you're going through selling the organ locations. Right. But because the finances had to be like really tight and really like sexy and just like solid, does it make it? Even though it is a hard business, because you have to have those financials so set, does it make it easier to sell that business yeah, you, than any other business? Because your financials look good, right? Yeah. Like there's a lot of businesses out there where you, I mean, you have ad backs and you have explanations on your financials and stuff and people can pay what they want to pay for it when you, you know, back figure everything out of your financials. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you have a super tight financials, it definitely makes you look sexy. I mean, that's why I've gotten the deals that I've gotten on the dealerships is because when you go buy them, the financials do not look sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, you know, there's a lot of low hanging fruit that our team does a fantastic job at. Um, and you know, that's why we've been able to go, to go acquire the things that we have. And, you know, talk, thinking about it now, like I should never went out of the state of Utah because I know Utah so well, it's so easy, easy to manage. I should have done other things in the state of Utah. Um, you know, other dealerships that do different things, you know, such as rentals and different things. Like there's a lot that I can do here in Utah that would build this Haugen brand, which I don't know if that's, we're going to end up naming anything, you know, everything any, anymore, but we are going to move to one name. Um, but there, I, I, yeah, hindsight's 20, like, it's just crazy. Cause I like, I like laugh and I'm like, we literally could have taken that same amount of money, went and done this and just real estate and made 10 times more money. Like, I don't even, like, I don't know, dude, I was just chasing the wrong things and that's on me for just being stupid. Like, I'm going to call myself stupid. I'll say inexperienced. I think it's just the the step, right? I think it's a pretty common to just build wide, right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially when freaking these deals are in front of you and you're like laughing at how much it costs and then you're like, yeah, I'll go do it. But then you go build it and you scale and do all these things and now your freaking costs are cool, crazy. You know, my payrolls, you know, was at one time a few million dollars a month. And so it's. You know, and then it starts to spread you thin and thin and thin and thin. Like, then you have, like, then the biggest thing is management and your ability to manage, you know, from multiple states away if you don't have the right people in place. Yeah. Um, we didn't have the right people in place. And, you know, I was distracted doing stupid things that ended up meaning nothing. And I shouldn't have done that. I, yeah. sh- I should have definitely stayed in Utah or all in the business, not let people come into the business that they think that it could help me and everything like that. Like I should have, should have stayed inside the business and just kept focusing on things that I, that I'm known and good at. And like I said, like in, like in Utah in the last eight weeks, we've made strides, um, flipping this puppy around and it's been freaking hard. It's been, like I said, some of the worst times in my entire life, looking people in the eye saying, you know, we don't need you anymore. 
Um, but the fact is the dealerships were scaled up to freaking sell, you know, tons of mount in COVID. And then now we're not so we have to shrink that back down. And with our goal of being able to pop them back up, yeah. you know, this is just a season. This is just a, a time in our life where you have to contract and, you know, kind of go to where what the market's given you. And right now you kind of look at it as a market driven, you know, a lot of this is a little bit market driven or a lot of market driven. Um, and, you know, I was just on a podcast with man, JP, Justin Prince, and he was like, um, you know, it, it's just the decision, the confidence to be able to make it, yep. make it happen. And, you know, you kind of got to look at what's, what's dealt to you and make those decisions with confidence and know that you can do it. But it's the, it's the mental game of knowing that you can, like you can do it and finding those people in your life that can tell you, you can do it and, and help you through things and ask for help. Yeah. Like I, I texted two of my really good friends today, um, you know, two extremely famous individuals and group texted them and was like, Hey man, this is what I'm going through. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. And they're both like, Hey dude, we freaking love you. Like glad you're owning dude. No one's owning their shit right now. Everybody's freaking being fake and hiding behind their stuff, but it doesn't really matter. Dude. I don't care. Like I love all you people listening to this, but at the end of the day, like I can't care what you think because I can't game plan everything that I do for other people. Right. And I yeah. hope that you hope listeners take this as that, like, you can't care so much about what other people think that yeah. all you do all day long is trying to figure out how, what people are going to think of you. Yeah. Like if you, if you can't go to an event or you can't do something like that, like, you know, try everything you can or try to do whatever. But at the end of the day, like, like it's not their life. Like you own your life. You're the one that has to wake up. Yeah. Especially when you go to bed, when you're alone with your thoughts, right? It's like you're the one that has to live with that. So you yeah. got to take care of yourself. Like everybody too. was freaking loving me and inviting me everywhere when they got a freaking ride on the jet. But now I'm not flying that baby anywhere, <laughs> anywhere soon. At least I'm trying to yeah. get rid of it. Um, now where they at, right? That's like, when you really see who's there for you during right. the hard times. Right. And you know, even with that, it's just like during those hard times, it, it brings out a lot. It brings out a lot as far as what you're capable of, where your mindset's at. And even those around you too, but even being able to, because during those times, and it's like, it's not just you, it's a lot of people that are going through this. Cause like even uh, the podcast with Dan, right. he's mentioned some other companies and it's just like a lot of the industry is hurting, not just your industry, but just in business in right. general. Right. The economy, economy sucks right now. Yep. And I think it's one of those things. It's like being able to prepare for those times, because I don't think you ever plan for it to end. Right. But if it does, you got to be prepared. See, my dad always used to say, which I, son <laughs> of a biatch, Benny. Sometimes you I'm have about to, to get this tattooed on my forehead. You have to go through the lesson to find out the hard way sometimes right. for you to like really, I'm like, okay, I, I understand it. So he got told many, many years ago, he remembers that the, the, there was this guy making an insane amount of money back in his network marketing days. They were sitting on a yacht in the Caribbean and he they they were just crushing it like these guys like this guy owned a hospital and this guy did all kinds of stuff like he owned all this stuff and so my dad was talking to him and the guy literally looked him in the eye and said build like it will never end but prepare for it to end tomorrow and it kind of hit my dad and my mom they came back freaking sold every all their toys and all their fun stuff which kind of sucked being a kid <laughs> but you know my dad built like it will never you just freaking have that confidence is never going to end, but you, you prepare for it to end tomorrow. And I didn't do that. 
Um, you know, you kind of think that COVID is going to last forever, but then also you don't understand how bad it can get. Like we, we estimated things would come down. We put yeah. a little money away. Things have come down. I did not, not think that it would go down, you know, over half, but then what I didn't see. So back in 2008, you had sales decline rapidly, right? Mm -hmm. But what you did not see in our industry or anything else right now is interest rates go up 400%. So I, if I have 50 million in inventory, I'm paying interest on that, right? Like I don't, pay cash for my inventory sitting on my lots. Um, very few people in this industry do. Yeah. Most people like the, like I only know a couple that do and, and it's not the big ones. Most people get bank financing on them. It's called flooring or floor plan, whatever you want to call them. Don't know why it's called that, but it's called floor plan or flooring, you know? Yeah. And so when my interest went from 3% to 12% or three I mean, with one of my lines and then 3% to 8% on one of my lines. That's huge. Now sales I'm estimating are coming down, right? But I did not freaking estimate that sales would go up 400 or interest would go up 400% or 300%. Depends on the bank, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they destroyed me. And so I'm thinking, okay, sales are going to decline 20%. Take that 20%, go back. I think the industry might go, might bump up to four or 5%, a couple points. Right. So I did all these calculations to be able to do that. We're like, yeah, today, you know, this year's going to be a really crappy year. Boom. We'll just, you know, have to, you know, call this year kind of like a, a mitigating year, but we're not going to hemorrhage. We're not going to lose anything, all that. Boom. Fed raises the rate. Boom. Fed raises the rate. Boom. Fed raises the rate. So freaking fast that I couldn't liquidate the inventory fast enough. Yeah. So then I'm sitting here with freaking 55 million in inventory, paying all this freaking interest rate on it. Now, all of a sudden I got all these 2022s and then the interest rate goes up as they age, which freaking sucks. And then you pay a thing called a curtailment, which is a principal payment. I don't know if I covered this last time, but um, then you pay a, 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 a principal payment, which is called a curtailment, which could be between two, four, six, and 8% a month, depending on age and brand. Yeah. So if I, so if I'm paying essentially 1% in interest and then two or 3% principal on that, you, dude, on a freaking hundred thousand dollar rig, which I have a ton of them, you're paying four or five thousand dollars a month for that thing to just sit on your lot, and that's when you want to get rid of it fast. Yeah, and so yeah, what we did is we flushed the toilet of our inventory as fast as we could. But the problem is, especially if you're in a cyclical business, remember these words: it is it, it, the problem is not losing money in the winter; it's not making enough in the summer, mm. or, or whenever your season is. Yeah. And so this winter is going to be a little dicey because we didn't really, we didn't, obviously we, I did, I never showed a profit this whole summer. Um, so that's going to be an issue, but you know, right now, instead of it's like, it, instead of profitability, you're just looking at cash flow, and that's all you're staring at is cash flow, where, where your cash flow is going. And so, you know, to be able to pay things that, you know, everything we have to do in this industry, which it's kind of freaking complicated. Um, but you know, diving into the business and, and focusing on 30 days, like my uncle, I don't know if I've talked to, you know, or I call my uncle, he's my wife's uncle, but he's obviously family to me. Yeah. Um, very wealthy, extremely wealthy individual. He's going through hell right now on some things, but he's also like, look, bro, I, he has a massive company that does hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars a year in business. As, and that's just a, a little bit of what he does. Yeah. But in that particular business, he was like, dude, COVID was the greatest thing in the world for us. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, so I saved up enough money for 24 months worth of expenses that I could have zero revenue and then pay 24 months worth of expenses and I'd be fine. Smart. I'm like, what the, f like, why didn't you tell me that? Cause you know, we saved up for, you know, a handful of expense, you know, months, you know, six months. And then it just, it just wasn't enough. Well, it's and like, that was such a unique situation 
And there was a few businesses like that profited from COVID. But because it's such a unique situation, I think we get lost on such a like a win that we don't we forget that like hey, this is temporary. Right. It's fake lens, right? Like COVID was definitely a fake lens for at least me. Like I we did okay in 2018, did okay in 2019, and all of a sudden 2020 freaking made so much money that we didn't know what to do with. 21, same thing, made twice as much as the year before. Yeah. And then 22, hardly cracked the profit. And then 23, it's going to be nasty. Mm. Um, but the biggest thing is 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 just that that cash flow. And, in, in, you know, we spent money we shouldn't have um, on dealerships. I wish that I would have went and bought a Lambo. I wish that I would have went and bought a beach house. I wish I would have went and bought all these things because you can liquidate that, right? But here's also the thing, though. You could liquidate it, but would you liquidate it to the price that you want? See, I probably would have lost less money than I did. Okay. I mean, I've lost a couple million dollars yeah. on just the model year 2022. Got it. So... I, you know, I wish I would have had those things and been able to, and, you know, instead of buying more dealerships created a bigger problem, buying more dealerships created a bigger problem. If I just stuck to Utah, it wouldn't have been that big of a problem. But so even going into that, so as far as your main focus now is building depth within Mm -hmm. Utah. Mm -hmm. So you can scale that up and then focus later as far as expanding and doing that. Right. So what's kind of your game plan with that? Um, so one of them is a new dealership in Logan. Okay. Um, I'm looking at a freaking sweet property. Um, Dan Fleischman just texted me. What's up, dude? <laughs> um, we're looking at a sweet property in Logan. Um, I don't want to say anything about it yet cause I don't want anybody else to. Undisclosed like, location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but a pretty cool place in Logan, um, that it would be the most unique dealership experience in the city of Utah. Yeah. And consolidate both those stores into one because that was always the master plan. But then again, we bought this piece of property in in a in a part of you know Cash Valley and ended up being um, not what we thought it was going to be. I really highly recommend that whoever buys a piece of property does all the due diligence before they ended up doing it. Like, how important is that? Other, I mean, it cost us. So it didn't cost us any money because we bought the property super cheap, mm-hmm. and we're going to make a couple million dollars in the property. So in hindsight, we should have just went and bought a bunch of real estate back in the day. Yeah. Um, so that's a good thing. That's that's a plus. That's one smart thing we did in the last three years. Um, but it just it, like the 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 construction costs ended up being way too much. Well, we bought it before, kind of before COVID, before everything hit, and then all of a sudden our construction costs we went from a four and a half or five million dollar build to a ten million dollar build for a smaller piece of like it just wasn't what we wanted. And yeah. then the site work ended up being a couple million dollars more than we thought. And so it just didn't work out. But we're going to sell the piece of property, I think, and and be able to to walk away from that. We'll uh, we'll solidify that and and be able to just focus on the, that store, um, you know, my helper store and my Salt Lake store, and just make those go deep, increase yeah. sales, figure out you know better profitability, um, better training, better sales, and then be able to kind of grow within, you know, so being able to to train individuals within the company to be able to go, you know, anywhere in Utah um, and then kind of keep branching out and doing different things. But there's a lot of opportunities um, in the RV industry in in Utah that maybe are not so dealership centric that I don't, we won't have to get into until we do it. Cause I got some secret, some secret stuff that 
um, we're working on that I think that will mitigate a lot of our costs and things in the winter. And so, yeah, I mean, I, we're, we're just going to go deep and focus all in on Utah and become the greatest company in the world in Utah, build the brand, change the one name, just do everything we possibly can to just go deep here, which I'm super excited about because that's the company I always wanted. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to be a corporate guy. I didn't want to be stuck in an office building and I wanted to be out selling in like this last RV show dude. I was freaking selling desk and deals, going to negotiate with customers, helping people like it's a freaking blast. Yeah. And that's what I want to be doing. I want to be involved. Um, I want to be the, the, the present owner, uh, the present CEO, whatever you want to call me. Like I want to be the present person. And then I want to be a battle of like doing over a hundred million plus just in Utah. Yeah. I and mean, that's, that'd be legit. Right. So, you know, I got some advice a long time ago that, you know, that I don't think was very good for me that like I did, like I got told I hate totally detracted out of the company. Don't go visit. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like don't hang out with them. Don't know them. Block them all on social media. Don't do this. Don't oh, do wow. that. Like, yeah, I got, got told that advice. And then it's what funny. Is, what is the purpose of that? Just so you don't have any emotion into letting people go and emotion into maybe people. I, I don't I, I I guess that's the only thing that I can see why. Yeah. Because you got to make decisions that you don't care about them, which that just it sounds bad, right? Um, so then it's funny because I talked to the Elliot group and Andy Elliott, good like mentor, um, and then his his group, his you know, Ian has become a really good friend of mine. I'm his president of sales, and Ian was telling me the complete opposite. Oh, 100%. take him out to do things, go do this, go do that, figure out what they like, you know, buy things for them, take their kids out, like take their, you know, ask, you know, your top guy say, Hey, I want to take you and your wife and your kids out to dinner with my wife and kids. Like, let's get to know each other. Like things like that, which is just, that's me. It creates loyalty too. Yeah. And, and that's who I am. It's hard for me to detract. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to not care. It's hard for me to not answer those phone calls. It's hard for me not to email those emails back. Um, so I did. I just, I don't, I just want to go back to doing that. Like riding dirt bikes with freaking some of my guys, like just yeah. go and have a good time. Like, doing a camping trip like dude, we're in the camp we're in the rv business like we should go on a camping trip together like we should be doing oh, yeah. things like that like like i just i just want to be there involved and you know until the company grows so greatly and like because i always tell people like hey the, the rv business runs 99 percent without me i got some good guys whatever like this and that and the other well yeah during COVID, right when mm-hmm. like we were taking orders and we were order takers and it was just making it happen but you know, right now where you got to really dive into it and, and solidify those sales processes and solidify all those things. Like, you know, we didn't have a CRM, which is crazy. And so now we have that CRM, we have like a whole process to do things. And, you know, we got away from really caring about why we started and, and the customers and everything. And so I got a lot of ideas that I just want to, it's going to take, you know, probably years for me to implement and do things but that like that's the long game before yeah. i'll be like oh we got to do this in six months we got to do this before this date we got to do this here this there like boom boom trust everybody out you know half it and screw it up and do this and that which is sometimes not a bad thing but i'm taking my time like i, I just want to yeah. create like this deep deep solid foundational company that can do good in the communities do good in the state of utah like do good for the world like help people um, you know, we still have the foundation. We still do things, um, to be able to give back, but I just want to go, I just want to go bigger in Utah and, and stay where I'm familiar, you know? Yeah. And the thing is too, it's trying to take the, the positive out of it. Right. Is like, 
now you get to build it how you wanted it originally, right? Right. You've learned some lessons along the way, painful lessons, yes. Yep. But it is it allows you to really like restructure to build it exactly how you vision it as that, you know. And at the same time, it's like because you've gone through it, right? It's like it's like what your dad said, right? That example. Build for like it's, you know, what what is it one time? Build like it will never end, but prepare for its end tomorrow. So even that, like you hear it, but then sometimes like stuff like that is, ends up being just words. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to go <laughs> to go through actually like that experience for you to like, okay, now this like really resonates in, in me and like I'm actually going to live this way, right? right. Well, it's like I was talking with, with uh, Ian today um, and it's kind of funny that we're talking about this because, but he was like, dude, like life is like a muscle and you don't learn anything with no adversity. And like, we were just talking with Justin Prince on the podcast and he was like, you know, when you, you, you don't learn anything in the good times. Like it's when you have adversity, when you have things coming at you and you have, you have adversity, you have like, you have thing unknowns, you have problems that you have to solve. You have all these different things on a daily basis is when you get better. Like, like your brain is a muscle. The more you challenge yourself, right? You get smarter. The, like you, you lift the weight. And if you're just sitting here getting, you know, lifting air, Nothing's really going to happen. But if you start, once you start putting some pressure on that and a 20 pound and a 30 pound and a 40 pound and a 50 pound, um, you start to be able to, you know, have that, that tension and be able to build that muscle and you break it down and build it back up. Right. Yeah. And when in the tough times, that's what is going on. And so you can either be kind of a little wussy and be like, Hey, you know, this is tough times. I don't want like, cause trust me, I've been there. Like I have totally been there. I have been crying myself home and I left the office completely defeated, not knowing what to do and wanting to give up, wanting to give up. But then I go home, you get, you get out of the, the craziness. You kind of put your phone away. You look at, you know, I look at my daughter, look at my wife and I'm like, Hey, like I, I have a dream. I wanted to do this. I'll figure it out like for them. And, you know, I'm super blessed to have a wife that kicks my butt and, and doesn't let me be in the pity party and live, you know, live below the line very much. Um, but you, you have to accept the fact that life is going to get hard. You have to accept the fact that right now sucks. You have to accept the fact that, you know, there's only so much you can control, but you have to control the controllables. You have to attack it. You have to have that mental fortitude. You have to have that mindset that you're going to get through it. You have to have that confidence that you're going to get through it. And you have to surround yourself with people that, that believe in you and believe in the cause. If you do not have people right now in your life that, or your company that do not believe and they are going to be negative and they dude, get them freak out of there. Like, yep. and I was that guy for a little bit. I was like, people come to me like six months ago. I'm like, oh, just throw in the towel, like this and that. We're never going to make it, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I had, you know, one of my guys freaking drip me How hard apart. was it for you to look at you in the mirror and be like, oh, I'm the problem? Hard. Because that is, it's so easy to sit there and point fingers at everybody. But then it's like to be able to humble yourself and be like, you know, check your ego and be like, shit, dude, this is, this is on me. It it definitely made me realize how much, how little I trained or helped or, or did things because, you know, I took all these duties back, um, from, from everything on me. And then I'm doing them and I'm like making, and I'm like, why didn't this happen? Why did that? But then I'm like thinking, did I ever tell anybody this or did I just kind of give it off to him and not really train him and focus manage? But that goes back to growing too fast. I didn't have time. I just throw them. I was throwing jobs at people so freaking fast because we're just buying dealerships yeah. that I was just like, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out, figure it out. And it really Almost wasn't like just hard. reactive, like figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. Well, it, was, it really wasn't hard because COVID 
is there, right? Like, yeah. for, you know, it just, it's not, it wasn't difficult. So, um, you know, realizing it's on me, I mean, didn't, didn't all change it, but it's accepting the fact it's owning the truth. It's, it's accepting the fact that it is on you. Like it is, it is on me and, and just deciding to get through it and having that, that mental like strength and that confidence to be able to get through it. Even when, you know, you might not know what it's going to look like, but you just have to keep moving forward. Yeah. It's one step at a time, one day at a time, one hour at a time, one meeting at a time, whatever it is, it's one at a time that you just have to keep marching through and keep getting through and keep going through. Even if you're just starting a business, like, like this, a lot of this just happens when you're starting a business. It, 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 it wasn't fun when we started the dealerships, like it was, just, but it was just one day at a time, one day at a time, one day at a time. We'll figure it out. We'll do this. We'll do that. Like sales are coming down. Sales are going up this and that. Like, it's just, it's one day at a time, just trying to figure it out. But the one way that I guarantee people can fail is if they quit. Like the, the only way I will fail is if I quit. The only yep, 100%. way. 100%. I have, I have too much confidence in myself to know what I can do uh, to, to fail. And yeah, it might take some acts of God and some, some help and some different things like that. But you got to make it happen. Like just today, like when I texted some buddies and told them what's, one, what's going on, one of them shot me right back and was like, dude, let's, let's, let's chat. He's worth an astronomical amount of money. And he's like, dude, let's chat. Like, if you need something, I'll help you. If you need some research to help you, like, let's just get down. So sometimes it's just telling your best friends, like, like Ian today, he was like, dude, you're one person, you're one conversation away from success. You're one conversation away from success or, you know, from, from getting through this. And I was like, oh man. So, you know, shot that text out that he told me to, sh to shoot out and, you know, tell your best friends that what's going on, the people closest to you, what's going on and help have them help, like help you in some way. There's no problem with asking for help. No. And I think that I've always tried to hide behind the fact that like some people that maybe aren't in my industry or some people that don't really know just can't help me. Now, like, you know, I don't need to be motivated, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of other things that people can offer. You know, um, but then also, you know, sometimes I do need to be motivated. Like I need to have that little kick in the butt. Like, yeah. like that, that yelling at me saying, stop being a little biatch and freaking get through <laughs> this. And it sucks, but, you know, I'm... I don't feel like I have a big ego. Like I just, I just want to win and, and help as many people as I possibly can. And it's, I know like since this last podcast came out, um, a ton of people reached out to me and we're just like, Hey man, I'm going through the same thing. I'm doing this and doing that. Like, thank you so much for being real because like stuff's not good right now. And yeah. like, we're just talking with Justin. Like, I, I don't want to be the guy that's like, Oh, hey, you know, last year, this was this or two years ago or three years ago or four years ago or five years ago. Like, dude, yeah. we're all hurting now. So why don't we just help each other? hundred percent. Like there, we're not going through this alone. Like look at the world right now. Look at, look at other people. Like, and I really encourage people that like have some sort of influence or, or anything to just own the truth. Like you don't need to freaking tell them everything. That's just yeah. like, you don't you don't show them the hole underneath the skirt, right? Like you just freaking, <laughs> you just give them, you yeah. just tease them. No, I'm just kidding. But you just, just own it. Like, like, and we can help each other. Like, there's no reason not to help each other right now. And true, a rising tide raises all ships. And likewise, like if, you know, if it's going down and we all go down. Yeah. But like, let's just help each other because we're, it, it is what it is. And I've noticed like a lot of people kind of going a little bit more silent on social media because I, I know what's going on in their life. Yeah. Now that's not a bad thing. Hyper-focus is not a bad thing. Um, and sometimes you don't have to tell everybody everything. But I just want people to know if they're listening that you're not alone, that you, well, yeah. that you, and you can't get through it. Like it's, and if you don't think you can, 
find someone that, that maybe has been there in your industry or something that can maybe help you get through it and, and just ask for help. Pe- people want to help people. I would generally think true. Just ask for help. Like today I just shot a text out there, see what would happen. And you know, not saying I got the help yet, but they're like, let's get together. Let's figure this out. I want to help you, you know, with any resources I have to help you have success. That means and, the world. And the thing is, is like a lot of people, you know, they struggle to be, you know, open like that, right? They don't want to say they want to put up this front. And the thing is, it's like, when I asked you as far as like, was it hard to like, actually like look at yourself and be like, man, I might be the problem. But like, at the end of the day, dude, like it's okay. A lot of people just put that on themselves and they don't think like, oh, I can't talk about this. I can't like, I'm going through this. And the part of it is like, you're only hurting yourself at right. the end of the day. You're only hurting yourself and therefore you're going to be also hurting the other people around you. So it's like being open like that and get everybody on the same page is so important. And especially right. being on social media because I mean, especially with like being on like filming, I've seen both ends a lot of times with people and I've seen it with where they're not open in those situations. And there's those moments like I would look up to certain people and certain individuals And then I'm like, man, they're crushing it. And I'm like, I would be down on myself because I'm looking at other people's highlight reels. And it wasn't until I started getting to know these people and then they're like, oh shit, there's like, there's more to this. Right. So being open and it's like, dude, it's okay. Like, let it, like, just let it out. Like, hey, like, yeah, I'm struggling. Like, but yeah, you don't have to spill everything, but just be a little bit upfront. Like, yeah, I am struggling right now. And like, this is a part of the entrepreneurship life. Right. Well, there's a kind of a, I mean, this might be an extreme, but there's kind of a nasty side to entrepreneurship. But like Andy was saying, like, that's what it is. Like, like you have to accept that. You asked for this. Yep. Like, you put yourself out there, especially, especially social media. Like, I get a lot of people that, you know, maybe comment on something and a little hate or whatever. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I asked for that, putting myself out there. That's cool with me. And it doesn't really matter. Like, I've trust me, I've had people saying the same stuff since I was, you know, younger. Like, you got to remind yourself like why you're doing it too. Right. And the biggest thing is too, is like doing it for yourself because there's no point of like, cause if you're looking to do it for other people, you you will fail. Right. Because people will always talk bad. Everyone, there's always someone negative out there. So if you're doing it for other people, like honestly, you, you will fail. Well, your, your dream has to be so big. It scares you. Your dream has yeah. to be so big that it, it, it means everything to you. you like, you know, you have to be a, like a vivid obsession of where you want to go. And I have such a vivid obsession of where I want to go for myself, our company, my family, everything. Like, I'm not going to let anything stop me. And that is that burning desire in front of me to be great, to get through things, because this is not going to be the last time I go through this. Like, I watched my father in 2008 have over $100 million worth of commercial real estate, multiple restaurants. Um, We had over 100 rental houses. We had construction company, we had a, a mortgage company, real estate offices, um, a development company, an excavation company, a home building company. Like we, we had, my man was friggin' balling out, right? Yeah. Well, wait, all this stuff that had to do with real estate just crashed. So my dad's commercial real estate, all the home building company, mortgage companies, everything just crashed. And, you know, a friggin' empire. And I watched him get through it. Never had to claim bankruptcy. Uh, never missed a payment on anything and just made it through those years. Now it was hard on our family, um, very, very hard on our family. And it, you know, it took a long time for him to, to kind of get all that stuff. 
well, he got out of it. it, but he got out of it. He did end up selling um, to his business partner that he had at the time. They owned everything 50, 50. Yeah. And you know, it's, you know, hindsight, he, his partner got out with it cause uh, he's worth a lot of money. Now that hundred million dollars yeah. now is worth a lot more. Um, but you know, I watched him get out of it and, and he's a great example for, for just making it happen. And, and if it is to be, it's up to me and you make the decisions, you you own the life that you've created and you just got to get through it. And there's many times where he didn't know he was going to get through it and this and that and the other. Like I remember one time back then me and my brother were going to get braces and I, you know, maybe I think it was maybe $10,000 for our braces, maybe five grand a piece. I don't really know. And he like looked at me and he's like, I don't know if we can pay that. And I'm like, what are you freaking talking about? Do we live in this massive house? Like we do all these things. And they're like, I don't know if we can pay it. Like we can't spend money like that. Yeah. And I was like, Whoa, like that was kind of, Weird, sketchy probably. for a kid yeah um you know coming from the kind of extreme the other now my dad's always been a very frugal individual but now and i don't know how much money he had in the bank because he would never tell me that um but it just it's like that it's just it just happens to everybody and yeah. it's going to happen multiple times through an individual's life and you're going to have to you're going to reset you're going to get things like we were just you know awesome podcast with Justin Prince, but lost everything at 27, just doing super well, lost everything at 27, moved, moved in with his in-laws. Like everything happens for a reason and you will go through things, but it's just, if you're going to get through it or not, like, and that's a hundred percent up to you. Like the, if is you, the, if is, if you can think, if you think you can, you can, if you think you can't, you can't like, it's just, I mean, I think that's kind of cliche, but it's just so true. Well, it is true. And the thing is, is like, I feel like sometimes life will test you to see if you're serious about it. Right. Because we talk like we want this, we want that. And then it's like, but do you? Right. And life will test you to see if you're serious. Dude, about I, I totally feel like that I'm, I mean, it sounds silly, but it's out of a lot of people's expense. But like, I feel like I'm being tested right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, I don't know what, what anybody believes, but you know, the Bible says God will never give you anything more than you can handle. And... I know that I'm being tested right now and I know that it's, everything's happening for a reason, but I'm also super grateful that it's happened really early on in my career um, that I can recover. I can get through it. I have the mental energy. I have the you know, physical yeah. energy to get through it. Right. I couldn't imagine being 67 years old and going through this. I mean, you see people in our industry just selling dealerships because they just don't want, they just can't handle it anymore, but a lot of them are older. And so like, I'm, I'm grateful that it happened right now. Like I'm, I'm sounds bad. Like you're just, I'm a little like, nutty, but I, I, I totally see this yeah. as an opportunity to become great. You have, you have to extract the lessons along the way. Right. Because it's like, it is going to be a part of it. And then even, I want to even go into some of the positive lessons. Cause we kind of went into, okay, here's <laughs> the, everything that's mm-hmm. going on. Here's a struggle. But I want you to think about, because one thing that I do know is where attention goes, energy flows. Right. So it, if you are going to be, in mentally in a crappy place, eventually you're just going to get worse and worse and worse. Right. Even when you're in the trenches, the only way to get out of it is to look up. Right. That is the only way. So what are some things that are good through this situation? And even what are some things that you're currently doing right now that are helping you kind of get out of that trench? Um, Oh, a lot of things like getting, getting yourself a, a, a basically a really good mentor that is kind of more specific to my industry in Andy. Um, he does a lot of, he did car sales, um, RV sales, very, very similar. 
and be able to help me through a lot of those things because, and, and then help me fix my revenue problem because a lot of it was revenue, you know, issues. Yeah. Um, so understanding what, what they identifying the issue and then, you know, seeking help and seeking a mentor has been really, really big for me. And, you know, I don't know, you know, think of what we went with Andy, but he's the nicest, sweetest human being I think I've ever met. And just so, you know, sounds without being weird. He's just like super good to me. Like, he's yeah. just so awesome. Like I, I'm actually going to go spend uh, three or four days or whatever I am this next weekend um, down in Arizona with them and a bunch of, bunch of other individuals, a part of our mastermind group to just chat about a lot of things and also get to, ch- get to hang out with people that are dealership specific. Right. And, but then just identifying the, the, the problems with myself, um, you know, was a big one and then, you know, figuring out a game plan to, to fix them, but then also just taking care of my mental self, right? Like, mm-hmm reading books, listening to podcasts, um, putting the phone away. Cause you just live in like a lot with my, my laptop and my phone is like almost like a dark cloud. Right. Cause I know there's yeah. just problems in there. And so putting my phone away, um, and it sucks because, you know, I think I got probably a hundred missed calls, a couple hundred missed text messages. Just being on here. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Like that I've been getting, I bet I have, yeah. Like these freaking nuts since we've been on here. I gotten probably 30 or 40 text messages and a, yeah. and a bunch of phone calls. But, um, you know, that the mental side to it is just important. Like right now it's a little bit cold, but like, you know, golfing or, or the gym, I've been out of the gym for a few weeks. Most of it's kind of the baby. Um, it's kind of taken a lot of my time away, but then just like the babies helped me. Yeah. And, you know, just, just hanging out with her and looking at my wife and looking at the baby and just be like, this is, this is, I want to keep grinding because of, because of you guys. And just, just trying to be positive. Right. Um, you have to be, the energy to find those things. The energy has got to be at 150% when everybody else is at 50 and you, but you have to be able to like learn how to feed, refeed that energy or re-energize and like feed that energy and, and power it up right with your people because they can't know, well, they, they can, but like, Hey, there's a problem, but what are we doing to fix it? Like, that's the biggest thing is like, everybody's okay with the problems. What are we doing to fix it? How are we going to yeah. work through this? How are we going to make it to the other side? That's the biggest thing. And just like, make a plan and work the plan. Right. Like it's just, it's uh there's a, there's a lot that goes into it, but there's, there's a lot of positives through this. Like I, I'm actually happy. Um, a lot of energy. Um, I'm excited for what yeah. the future is going to hold. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked at what this company's going to do. I'm stoked at what I'm going to be able to do. Like there's nothing like, you know, you're talking about before, like Harvard business. It was, it was Harvard um, business said that the RV industry is one of the hardest industries in the, in the, in the world to run. Yeah. Or RV dealership specific actually. And dude, I freaking, if I can do it, like a guy was asking me, you know, a while back about running some of his stuff. And it was a lot like bunch of restaurants and different things like that. And I'm like, I'd be, I could, I could do that with my sleep. Now that's no offense to anybody, but it's like after it, what you dealt with here, after what I've been dealing with, it's like, there's nothing in this world that I can't do. And, yeah. and that's just confidence thing. Like I'm sure that people, you know, check me, whatever you can, if you want to, it doesn't matter to me, but I just feel like there's nothing in this world that I can't do. I've learned so much. I've taken everything as opportunities to learn. I've taken everything as opportunities to understand myself and the weaknesses in myself, the weaknesses in our company, the weaknesses in my training, the weaknesses in a lot of different things, and to just strengthen them back up. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, our business is like a body. You want to look super sexy when I have a six pack, then you got to understand where, where, how to, how to do that and where to, yeah. you know, how, how to game plan that and like where to focus and not focus and different things. Like, 
you know, we're, we're having some fun now. It's going to, it's a, it's a battle. It's a battle every single day, but we're having some fun. Um, you know, this, this Oregon thing, I would love nothing more to just, uh, you know, get through it and off and, and, and for, for my sake, for our company, like uh, my sake, but then also yeah. the, you know, our team up there. They, and what are you doing to also to take care of your people during these times? Uh, a lot of just spending time together. Yeah. Honestly. And like in Oregon, it's been a little bit more difficult because I have stayed around Utah because of the baby. Yeah. Um, but she was born a little bit early. So that was, so it was good because there was no complications. So we'll say that was, that was good. Um, but then getting up there, um, helping them, you know, get managed and everything like that. But then really just spending time with people. Yeah. Um, like being easily accessible to people. Um, like I said, we've made some movements in some, in the corporate, you know, structure and different things. So now I'm right with the GMs. I'm right there. They call them like, I'm just, everything is direct, right? They don't have to dance around to find me or different things like that. Just call me. Like I've gotten multiple phone calls from my general managers right now. Um, and just like, you know, telling them we appreciate them, celebrating the wins, yep. you know, figuring out if they're, if they have some losses, just game plan, move forward from the losses. Um, but a lot of it's just spending time with them, which I wasn't doing. Like I was, yeah. I was going to one of my stores, you know, twice a year and the other stores, maybe once a quarter and maybe, and just, that just wasn't me. I hated it. Like I'm like, yeah. what, what am I supposed to do all day long? And now I'm just pumping the pump, freaking going to the dealerships every day and, um, or as much as I possibly can and, and having some fun and letting everybody know I appreciate them and, and and kind of kind of being up front, you know what we're what we're doing, what, what's going to happen. Yeah, you have to be too because yeah. you got to get people on board, especially like you as the leader. Yeah, it's like uncomfortable times, but it's like it's even more important for you to step up as a leader to be positive for yourself. Figure out the things that are going to get you at a positive state of mind, right. so you can be that leader to trickle down that right. to your people. Because everyone, it's like you're going to war, but it's. Getting everyone to like, it's almost like the freaking 300 movie. Right. Those guys are excited. Well, everybody's like going for attack. the, everybody's, everybody's on the team for the, like everybody knows what's going on. They know the problem. Yeah. They're all moving in the same direction, right? Mm -hmm. how, how you create the best, most beautiful teams and businesses is when you have everybody moving in the same direction. Now, yep. maybe they're not all moving the same speed because you have different roles and different personalities and different things like that. But you're all moving in the same direction and you're all there for the same cause. We were talking about this the other day with Andy. And he's like, that's, that's the only way that you can have, like, if you look at Andy's entire company, everybody is literally there for the same reasons. They're have the same energy. They're almost like a bunch of clones of each other. Like yeah. They're literally a clone of, you know, Ian and Evan. They're freaking identical. Their energy is high. You, you can't even, you know, understand what, who's who, but their energy yeah. is crazy. Like when we walked into Keaton's house at, what, two months ago and yeah. they were all there, dude, I thought everybody freaking snorted a line of Coke when they were like, <laughs> I was like, what the heck is wrong with you guys? But yeah, dude, that energy is contagious too. Yeah, and it but, makes you want to level up. Dude, I freaking was like buzzing because of them. I'm like, yeah. I'm not even, don't even know why I'm buzzing, but I'm buzzing, right? Like, it's yeah. like, well, I'm excited to eat a taco because freaking <laughs> Andy was like, dude, this is the best taco in the world. Blah, blah, blah. Talking about his wife was in Mexico and you drive all the way or hot dogs or whatever it was. Like, yeah, it's crazy. I was like, y'all are out of your mind. But it's just that energy you have to keep super, super high. And, you know, have those leaders that, that are moving the same direction as you. And like I said before, um, earlier is if people are not, or they're negative or they don't want to do it or this and that, they like, get them out of there. Yep. Like you don't need that negative crap and, and, and stop like trying to, you know, worry about stuff that's just taking that mental capacity. You don't need to like, like we were even talking the other day with again, Andy, uh, he was like, you know, someone comments something stupid on your Instagram. Don't freaking answer back. Don't, don't, don't take that mental energy to engage. Like just yeah. freaking move on and, and you got bigger stuff to worry about. Right. And it's just. 
you know, it's a good lesson of just those little things that don't cause, don't like self-sabotage yourself causing chaos and have mental energy going places that just really don't matter. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm excited uh, for what we got going on. And so I'm excited for everybody to, to hear, you know, more and more of what we're going on, what's going on on a weekly basis. I think this is a lot of fun. Um, but I, I hope everybody takes away a lot from this and a lot from, you know, what I'm going through. And if you're going through something, reach out. Like maybe I can figure something out because I've gone through hell and back and then back to hell and hell and back and back to hell and, and you know, whatever. Like I've been yeah. going to every single day roller coaster, but like just, it's okay. Like it's going to yep. be okay. Just work through it every single day. Hyper focus. If, even if it's got to be like a 30 day sprint, like I did, I believe, I totally believe that that, that helps save and, and, and put us in the trajectory for success and to get through this is that 30 days of hyper focus. So, and continue to do it if you need it. Yeah. Oh, I'm dude, I'm not yeah. stopping. Right. Like now I'm getting obsessed because where I'm seeing, I'm seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel and now I'm like, okay, baby, it's on like, let's sprint. And it's like that when you're starting a business, it's like that when you're, when you have a business and you just feel like you're beating your head against the wall, um, you just have to, you have to work through it. So hit me up. Um, everybody out there, if you, if you have any questions, um, again, those text messages from those, those, uh, you know, a few individuals means the world to me. Um, so yeah. So if you like this episode, please share it. Um, rate us, you know, all that good stuff. All the goods. Um, we're, YouTube. we're gonna, we're having some fun with this and you know, it means a lot that everybody's on this ride with me because that means that, you know, you were, we feel like, you know, we're close. We have that relationship because this is just, it's my, my life, right? It's, yeah. it's just, I'm going to own my life. I'm going to own my stuff. I'm going to own my truth. And, and we're going to have some fun getting through it. And I'm excited. So we will see you all in the next episode of the comeback story on culture camp. And so, yeah. Well, send. See you in the next one. Thank you.